Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together. My name's Brian O'Sullivan and this is the Creative Conversations podcast. Welcome to it and also welcome to this very special April Fool's episode. The reason it's been delayed is because I wanted to bring out an April Fool's episode uh before midday on Friday, which is April Fool's, which is April 1st. So I've decided not to release it until midnight on Thursday or midnight on Friday. Um, So it's April Fool specific. But um, me being me, I've taken that brief, which I gave myself, and made it quite broad. And what I ended up with is a wee episode celebrating um, the light-hearted, the fun, the jokes, the carry-on that happens backstage fun stories, uh, panto, just, I decided we all needed a wee laugh and a wee bit of lightness in our lives. So, to do that, I went through the archives with the help of Cole Stewart, the amazing Cole Stewart, um, and decided on a few little bits that we'd like to share with you from, from the past episodes. And they're mostly from quite recent, including uh, pandemic time as well. So there's a fair bit of reference to being stuck in the house and stuff like that. So don't be alarmed. Uh, we're not back in lockdown as far as I know. Um, but yes, a lot of them are from that kind of period. So that's what we decided to do this week. And I hope you enjoy it. Uh, how are you? I hope you're well. I'm trying out some new um, sound system set up. At the moment, I'm still toying around with this new microphone setup, and I'm trying some soundproofing I don't know if you, as usual, I don't know if you've noticed any difference, but I'm very happy with it and it's getting better by the day. Um, I'm well, I'm well. I've got way more on than I really expected to have on, but I'm happy about it. Uh, It's just, I don't know if I told you, but I was planning on having a few months off and um, it's not really worked out that way, but I'm so, I'm just very grateful. I am going to go on holiday for a week uh, in April. Um, to the sun, which I'm really happy about. Um, I just booked that today, actually. Other than that, I've kind of ended up filling up the diary between one thing and another. Some exciting wee bits of development that I'm really happy to be asked to be involved in. Um, and then a couple of shows, actually. And and then just a lot of the time is at the moment is taken up with kind of planning and thinking and meeting people and auditioning and taping and all that stuff that can be stressful it can be a lot of fun and trying to kind of not overfill the days um and just and just take enough space for each thing as it comes you know it's challenging um but there's a lot of good stuff happening i feel that way and i also feel that way about about scottish theatre at the moment i do feel like i'm seeing a lot of good stuff um tomorrow i'm going to see the play pie and a pint production for this week and then i'm going to go and see me and my sister tell each other everything at the Tron. I think that's the right title. It's something very close to that. If it's not, let me tell you about the play pie and a pint first, and then we'll get the we'll get the correct title for the Tron, which I'm going to do right now. You can hear me tapping away because this mic is super sensitive. This week at a play a pie and a pint is Daniel getting married by J D Stewart. It's on till Saturday the second of April, and it's also at the Trav uh, from the fourth to the eighth of April. It stars. I'm sorry, I just had to check because it's changed. It stars Neil John Gibson, Christopher Bosch and Anne Louise Ross. Now, as far as I know, Christopher Bosch has been uh, struck with illness and Darren Brownlee stepped in to replace him. Now, I'm not sure how long that's going on, but according to the website, it still says until further notice. So, if you go down there uh, today or tomorrow, you may well see Darren in the role. Or, I don't know uh, when... 
Christopher is due back, you may see the original cast. I don't know. It's directed by Kenny Miller. It's all very exciting. And as I say, you can catch it next week as well at the Traverse from the 4th to the 8th. And I was right enough. Me and my sister tell each other everything by Uther Dean. Songs by Oliver Devlin and Uther Dean. And that is at the Tron until this Saturday, the 2nd of April. And it stars Anna Russell-Martin and Ailey Lone. So a very exciting duo. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So I'm having a day of theatre today to see uh, the two productions I've just mentioned. And meetings in between and running about blah, blah, blah. Um... Yeah, so that's about the size of it. I'm reading, I'm back reading again, which I think was helped by the sun, because when I'm sitting out in the sun, I was, I, I suddenly have this sort of hankering to read, and I can read for much longer periods. I don't know what that's about. Um, I suppose it's about being on holiday, isn't it? Sitting in the sun reading, which I always do when I'm on holiday. So I suppose as soon as the sun comes out, I, I, I get the memory of that, the muscle memory or something, and then I sit and read it, and I can read for hours. So that's been nice, and it's got me back into the way of it. I'm reading a, a memoir by Rupert Everett at the moment, which is a lot of fun. Um, and just and just enjoying going to the theatre and seeing good stuff and being excited about it all and um, trying to get enough sleep and not spend too much time on TikTok and, you know, all the normal stuff. So... Let's have a laugh. I've got this special episode for you and I'd like to start by bringing you back to Sally Reed's second um, visit to this podcast and we're going to go right in and talk about Crisp Surprise. I've got a, ve- I've got a hidden skill that I can shut my eyes and taste, taste any crisp, pretty <laughs> much any crisp on the market and tell you the, the flavour and brand. I, I know about Crisp Challenge. Crisp Surprise, yeah. It's Crisp Surprise, is that what it's Crisp, called? Yeah, Crisp Challenge, whatever. Wow, but we should have done a feature. I am, um, I mean, it's extraordinary. <laughs> Even if you do say so yourself. And I've all, I, I'm sort of often embarrassed about it because it suggests that, you know, You've eaten a lot I'm of crisps unhealthy in and that yeah. I, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, But I did it last night with doing this show just now and I did it, Gavin Wright, mm. um, Bought some crisp surprise from the shop, and he went. There's, there's, he brought. Th- he bought three. Trying to catch you out, presumably. Trying to catch me yeah. out. And I was like, boom. No problem. Brannigan's smoked ham and pickle. You're kidding me. That wasn't one of them. That's easy. That's so obscure. That's so easy. Brannigan's. I've not eaten a. I don't know if I've ever eaten a Brannigan's. Just, and what was the other one? I didn't get one of them. I'd never even heard of it. A cheesy snake. <laughs> no. It was definitely a crisp, was it? T-bone steak roysters, easy. Wow. So, and then and then I said to them, I'm embarrassed that you that's know, your that, that's right my thing. Skill. And they were going, you should you should be shouting that from the roof. That's a real like skill. I, well, but I don't. Yeah. No, I'd say I'd some, I, I think the truth is somewhere in between those two statements. But I sometimes surprise myself. Yeah, with your wonder. And I go, and I say like a burger. A Bobby's burger bite. And I knew what that was. Bobby's? Bobby's? <laughs> Listen, yeah. I need to talk to you about Bobby's. I was just, it's weird because I was just about to say to you, have you ever had a Bobby's mallow? Mm. Oh, no one in Ireland has a Mikado. No. This is a rectangular biscuit. It's quite a soft biscuit with two rows of marshmallow. I know exactly what you mean. Right? Coconut. Dis- with dis- coconut that, discated that, on yeah. top, right? Made by Bobby's. Well, there's a version of made by Bobby's, Bobby's mallows. They're more commonly Bolins now. Uh-huh. Gary and I call them Bolinsies. Right, yeah. They are... Gary who? Gary. 
McNair, do you, did you just pull your? Oh, I thought you. I thought you were holding your head because you thought it was going to explode because I mentioned Gary McNair so much on this show. Your headphones fell off. Anyway, I don't listen to it. These are the most fantastic biscuits. They're brilliant, and I've just discovered they are actually more widely available than I first thought. But made by Bobby's, mm-hmm. who also make burger bite. I mean, I haven't even thought about them in twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had them at school. I'm sure. Yeah, they're there. They're definitely there. Like round, almost yeah, the shape of a burger yeah. bun, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. yeah, beefy and tomatoey at the same time. Right, and you identified them correctly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stone the crows, yeah. But you know, <laughs> it must be right. The corner shop down the road from where I lived when I mm. was a child would do uh, cheese and whatever you wanted, toasty cheese and onion, cheese and tomato, cheese and ham mm-hmm. for one pound twenty. Right, and he had retro sweets in jars. Oh, nice. And a really, really good selection of crisps. Obviously, yeah. And I went through them all. That, that's where you got your crisp legs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what we used to do? I, I used to have a friend, uh, Keith Gilmore. He was in, I saw him in Romeo and Juliet with Blythe, actually. He's a dancer. Oh. And I hadn't seen him for years and years. Um, I still remember his phone number, which is maybe a bit weird. Oh, I remember I, people from school's phone numbers. Because his mum used to answer with the phone number. Oh, yeah. You know? Anyway, um, where he lived, he, he, we, I used to go up his house anyway, and we'd, we'd sleep in his loft. That's where he slept. But we'd quite often put up a tent, mm-hmm. but in the loft. And we'd kind of like have a sort of camping thing, mm-hmm. but in the loft. But the tent would be facing the telly, so we could sort of lie in the tent, but still watch TV. Mm-hmm. You know the kind of things you do when you're well, a kid. You're just, like, yeah, now you're just oh, upgrading to, to the again. caravan. Yeah, exactly. It's the um, same thing, isn't it? We used to go to the shop and he would ride his BMX and I would stand on the pegs, you know, at the back. Mm-hmm. And we'd buy a load of sweets and we'd get a tray, like a tea tray, and put it at the front of the tent, open all the packs of sweets and chocolates and stuff mm-hmm. and lay them out half and half mm-hmm. so that, say there were like three Rolos in a diagonal line on one side of the tray, mm-hmm. then there would be a mirror image, three Rolos on the other side of the tray mm-hmm. and the diagonal line going mm-hmm. the other way. And we'd, the tray would essentially be invisibly cut in half and we'd arrange the sweets in a mirror image half and half, right? And then we'd set a time that we were going to eat the sweets and it would be like two or three hours from the point of having them all set up. That's insane. Isn't that mad? Mm-hmm. And so we'd set it up, spend ages setting it up and then we, it would be like seven o'clock mm-hmm. and we'd go 9.30, sweet time. And then we'd watch TV and we'd look at the time. And look at the sweets. And look at the sweets sitting right in front of us. And then at 9.30 we'd just go like, okay, here we go. And we'd eat the sweets. <laughs> always love it when Sally drops by. Um, always a joy. Never a chore. Uh, and I'd like to now push straight on to my only so far uh episode that I've done with Martin Quinn although it does feel we're overdue for a revisit it doesn't doesn't it doesn't it feel it's about time that Martin came back on the show um and we got to talking about I suppose we got to talking about neurodivergence and introversion and extroversion and although that sounds rather serious Martin does have a funny way so no matter what you talk about with Martin it ends up being funny so here we go let's hear a wee bit from Martin Quinn let's all sit back and relax and have a wee laugh with Martin and our job is quite um, quite a sociable one and like, yeah, yeah. like our job in rehearsals is constantly talking to each other. Mm. It's all about communication, the whole job. 
And then you're expected to keep communicating to people once the job's up. I don't yeah. know, uh, you know, th- that night. It's and, constant, yeah. Uh, my little brother can't understand it. This week, uh, people coming to see the show and me being like, oh, for fuck's sake, fucking... Oh fuck they're in I don't need to fucking hang about with them <laughs> Fucking hell And like I do like the people It's not that I don't like the people But it's that I'm like ah, and Andrew's like ah, Why are you such a grumpy bastard That's my wee brother I'm like ah, Fuck up See if See if He worked at a pub And I'm like ah, See if when your fucking shift was up If all the punters in the fucking pub Wanted to chat to you after it <laughs> You'd be like ah, Fuck off <laughs> Definitely Even though you like the people Like I'm kidding on I mean I do yeah, like You've done the whole thing And then it's like Here's this extra three hours of thing Three hours no, of, I'm done I know But I mean I mean I shouldn't Say that I'd be absolutely gutted if nobody wanted to talk to me after it. Do you know what I mean? Well, we want to have our cake and eat it, don't we? Yeah. I want them all to be there. And then I want to be like, all right, cool. So see ya. <laughs> yeah. And I love a moan. I think any chance to moan, right. I'm like, ah, brilliant. Do you think that's an actor thing? Because we it, do Jake like is a, a waste moan. of Scotland thing. I think it's that plus the actor just makes the mega moan. The mega moan. That's what we are. Oh, my girlfriend, uh, I was lying next to her the other day and she, I was like, she was. I think my moaning was getting her down in the dumps, and I was like, "You don't like moaning much, do you?" And she's like, "No, it's so negative." And I was like, "But that's the main thing I do. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, join just in. join in. <laughs> don't be a stick in the mud." <laughs> well, I think I know even when I moan that there's a wee positivity inside me that isn't as negative as mm. I. I just love the. I love to say everything shite. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like it's almost a pastime for us. Yeah. Well, we because we do spend a lot. There's a lot of like in between time in our job. You know, when you're working, I mean, there's a lot of like sitting in a green room, sitting waiting to go on, sitting in a dressing room, you know, at the side in rehearsal when you're not in the scene. We talk a lot of crap. I think you you feel that, don't you? You sit and you you drink tea and you talk rubbish, and then eventually sometimes you get into really deep conversations. You know, really quickly, like we just did. (laughs) We don't really know each other, and (laughs) it's like, hey, here's my diagnosis. It can I just go found from one this to the other, you know. Yeah, I know. It's I know. amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's weird. I do think the boredom, like during tech, makes you jump into kind of yeah. mad conversations. Yeah, either people. moaning or like total filth or complete really yeah. silliness, like daft. But it's better than the pub. I pro- like it's much better crack. A man, I, I, that's the part that I love when you're yeah. bored as fuck. And you're moaning or whatever, you're like tired. Yeah, kind of delirious. Whereas, see, with boozing, I don't know what it was like though for you. Sorry, I just keep talking about my own boozing. Go for it. Um, but just that, constantly try to talk myself, do something funnier, <laughs> yeah. like do something, do something more mental. If it's taking a shit in the street, so I can talk about it the <laughs> next day. Like it's just, yeah. and, and that gets old and weird after a while. The inimitable Martin Quinn. I love talking to Martin. And do you know that vibe that was in that clip? That's the exact same vibe that I had the last time I saw him, which was a couple of days ago outside the National Theatre of Scotland. We were sitting in the sun and he was just doing his thing and being funny and, you know, being a moan, as he as he admits, and we all were. And it's just, it's kind of, it's energising to be around him. It's funny. Um, it makes things feel fun it makes life feel like fun but you can talk about really serious stuff with martin you know we've had some really sort of deep and serious conversations as well but yeah um it was a joy to see him the other day and honestly that clip just transports me right back to it because it's the exact same energy that he had the other day uh so where do we go to next karen fishwick let's hear from karen fishwick about her um her enjoyment of the prank 
and of the backstage fun and of the onstage fun. Um, some people won't admit to it, some people don't like it, and some people won't admit to it. Um, but many of us do love that, um, the kind of the laugh that you get and, and the kind of illicit laugh from a corpse. Um, not from a dead body, you understand, from, from you know, laughing at something that goes wrong. Um and coming at breaking character. Anyway, Karen Fishwick talks about it with, with joy and uh, here she is now. Scott Gilmore used to always shove the prop Brussels sprouts up my trumpet bell. <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it was sitting off stage and I'd like run off and grab it and come on and they fill the Brussels sprouts. Do they fire out? No, they just, they just very sadly roll. They would roll. Oh, very tragic. Little plastic, just like ping pong balls almost. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I like a wee prank. Do you like a wee prank? Are you terrible for corpses? I absolutely love the mischief that gets that happens on on stage. It's it's bad sometimes. I like and enjoy laughing way too much. Yeah, it's so tempting, isn't it? I, I mean we shouldn't. I know we no, shouldn't. I know, I know. And you know, but, obviously it's it is terrible and we admit that. But it's fun though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's why Our Ladies was was so fun because that was sort of part of the the deal. Like, we sort of had right. to have that fizzing away all the time because these girls were meant to be having, like, the best night of their lives, retelling the story of the most crazy day of their lives. So it was sort of like... Yeah, that energy is really helpful then. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, if the audience weren't there, they'd be telling the story anyway, just having a laugh, so... It's always, yeah, yeah, it's always quite fun. But that helps you to justify it, anyway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be having a laugh. <laughs> I mean, you do want it to be fun. I mean, as you know, I've spoken to older actors who say we mustn't forget that it is a live event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, if things happen, we can't just you know ignore them, or we shouldn't. That's that's some people's opinion. We shouldn't just ignore things that happen and try and make it fit the way we've practiced it because things interrupt yeah because it's real and it's live yeah one night in in romeo and juliet and the scene with juliet and capulet that that horrible scene when he gets really mad and in our version he like gets a little bit violent and there's um we had like stage fighting or whatever and um Mm -hmm. i had these they give me really amazing like long clip-in extensions to wear um and one night I think it was one of the previews actually one of them just wrapped around one of the buttons on his shirt and I knew it was this moment was coming up where he was going to fling <sighs> me across the stage and uh, I was just like no stop 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 and the whole thing had to stop and stage management were like standing at the side with scissors ready to sort of cut me free but we literally just had to stop and um, Mike who's oh, no. playing Capulet was like and he unintentionally is just such a hilarious person anyway that he was like one moment, we're just going to sort this out. <laughs> and the audience were like <laughs> killing themselves. <laughs> so then, like you're absolutely dying in that moment as your hair gets like unwrapped from the button. But then having to sort of oh. take a breath and go back into this really intense scene was just so awful. And there was another night where I I was about to take the poison and I had the poison on a like a vial around my neck and I pulled it and I pulled one of the extensions out. <laughs> so it was just I just had like the the poison of one hand and like my hair and the other <laughs> god bless joe mcginnis <laughs> she was in that night she was like oh, i thought you were just it was a choice i thought you were just really stressed that your her hair's falling out i was like bless you nice that's what friends are for do you think she was being kind yes always <laughs> <laughs> karen fishwick superb stuff 
And I thought that maybe it would be nice to talk about about Panto uh, and about children's TV, actually. And just, I guess, the kind of the fun, the, the colourful aspect of our job where, you know, we're trying to have as much fun as possible and be as colourful and as light as we can. Um, I don't I don't want to talk uh, children's TV down in any way, but talking to Danielle Jam, I think particularly because she's young as well, um, there's that wee, there's that wee spark, the spark of youth, we'll call it, um, quite newly graduated and just loving life and doing great stuff and talking with with great humour and um, lightness about it all. I just listened back to this little clip of Danielle talking to me and I just thought, ah, it's nice, you know, it's a nice... She does bring that kind of um, playful energy to to a room um, and she she didn't disappoint. So let's hear a wee bit from Danielle Jam, who has graduated and had great success in a very short order and um, is a joy to be around and a joy to listen to. Here she is. He was I was working with Tyler that summer and he was just about to you know he had just signed to do that or something he was telling me who was in it I was like that sounds great you know Billy Mack and all them yeah no he was fantastic I absolutely love Tyler he was so um helpful as well because he's just such a big um he's got so much energy and never stops it never stops no it doesn't it's like (laughs) it's just like a, a bottomless pit of (laughs) like in the best possible way so no he helped so much um and was really kind and like answered like so many questions and we um like because he was the the baddie and um Mm -hmm. i was princess jasmine um and we had like a little um like moment to kind of choreograph together of me trying to like reach the lamp and um he was trying to dance with me and all the rest of it so like we spent a lot of time like working on that and like that was probably the most fun that i'd had um <laughs> That's great. All. yeah and you just get to feel like you can be a kid as well like you can be silly and um yeah, yeah, no, that's what definitely one of the joys of it, isn't it? Because you ha- if you're not up there having fun, it really tells. Like I've seen pantos where I'm like, you are dead inside, yeah. and this is not good. <laughs> you hate your life, yeah. I know. Show seventy five. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you, but still, you got to pretend. I know, though, and the amount of colds as well that you'd have, and like, oh, runny noses, grim. and yeah, like you'd just forget like what it is to sleep. Like I, yeah, I, I just like feel kind of healthy and rested. You don't get that feeling much. Although, to be fair, I'd give anything to do it right now because I would do any show right now just to do something. Oh, tell them about it. Uh, you know? I don't think um, Pantos are de- probably definitely not coming back this year then, eh? Nah, I don't think so. And at the beginning of the year, I was like, definitely we'll be back on track for Panto. I think, actually, I thought we would be back for The Fringe. You know, initially I was like, well, by the time The Fringe comes, it'll be grand. Mm. Oh, and then yeah. it gets, keeps pushing back. You go, mm, no, I don't think so. I know. Me too. I thought I thought The Fringe was a go. I was like, yep, yep, it's going to... But then you kind of yeah. have to, though. You have to you have to be positive about it, because... Were you booked for The Fringe? No, no, I wasn't. I was uh, desperately hoping that I would get something, though. Um, yeah, of course. But, no, I, I didn't have anything. Um, um, Sandy was meant to be doing a show that he's been doing the past um, few years, but um, obviously that got cancelled too. But he's a lot more of a realist than I am. So he was convinced that it wasn't going to go ahead like uh, in March. And we were arguing about, no, it's definitely happening. And him was like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> okay. And obviously he's he was def- right. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was the, on your side. I was going, oh, you're all making a big fuss over nothing. I'll see you at the fringe kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, see you at the fringe. <laughs> see you there. But then, of course, you see what happens. Um, so you t- you said that Molly and Mac was pretty much straight out of uni for you. That's amazing. How did it come about? 
Yeah, uh, so I had an audition for it. Um, I got an agent um, just before uni ended and yeah, they put me forward for it. Uh, met Arlo Connor, um, mm-hmm. who was really lovely. And literally the week later, I handed in my final um, like assignment, which was just like a wee evaluation um, essay. Um, mm-hmm. submitted that and then got the call that I was going to be Daisy the vet on Molly and Max so it was yeah really cool and I can't remember like there wasn't really that much time between finishing uni and um, starting that but like it was pretty much the whole of summer so um, wow yeah so it wasn't was just a pilot at the time they had commissioned a whole series yeah commissioned the whole series I think they had um, been working on it like the year before um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they did a pilot the year before but yeah, no, right. yeah, it was fully commissioned for the first CDs and then we did that and got really well uh, received and then got commissioned for another season and then halfway through filming the second season last year, we got commissioned for two more seasons. So yeah, like it's been received so, 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 so well from yeah. um, families and because it's all like completely Scottish too, like it's a totally Scottish cast. Um, yeah. yeah, there's not really that much out there for, um, yeah, for children's TV that's totally scotch apart from like katie morag and um yeah balamori all, all that time going ago, back so. i suppose it's like today's answer to a balamori isn't it really yeah yeah we have had like one or two comparisons to that which like makes my childhood heart so happy to hear oh. <laughs> so were you was balamori on when you were a little kid yeah yeah it was oh gosh you are a good bit younger than me then aren't you nah, just, just a wee bit Don't have to talk i about watched that. um play days <laughs> mm, okay <laughs> did you ever see that no no sorry all right okay it was a it was a program where um, there was a bus in the opening sequence and the bus would stop at a certain stop and depending on which stop it went to that was what the kind of um, theme or style of the show was going to be that day and there were sort of I think there were five stops it was probably you know one correspondent each day of the week but at the time it felt like random and you would hope that they would I would hope they would go to the tent stop because the tent stop made it, they were going to make up a theatre production oh really yeah so go to the tent stop and they would be inside this big circus tent and they'd be like today we're going to tell the story of such and such and then they would kind of act it out and they would all try on different wigs and props and um there was a different stop called the 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 why the why stop i think and it was the why bird and Uh it was this puppet parrot puppet thing and it would like help you with spelling or something i can't remember but the tent stop was amazing i was you know as a kid anything that had a theater in it where they were doing a show putting on a show loved it yeah i know i'm i'm a fan i'm a fan of the show so i've like heard all about your childhood um like adventures creating theater for people in your like attic or your loft or whatever (laughs) i was up in the loft the other day my mother every time i go around the house my mother says how are we going to um we need to sort that loft out which means get your arse up there and sort that loft out it's all my stuff there's two drum kits up there and a whole tiny theater that i probably couldn't even fit in anymore and just bang my head <laughs> but i keep thinking i need to do something with it you know yeah make a wee theater, socially distanced um theater space yeah. for maybe like try and build it up in the garden or something so people could see it i still got all the scenery i painted like um canvas cloths that would, that would run across on little curtain rails you know that is dedication yeah oh it was up there just all my spare time when I was definitely supposed to be doing homework, I was up there hanging curtains and writing scripts. and They just keep showing up, these little scripts that I wrote. Terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like page three, end of act one. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it all happened pretty quickly in those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to a story that John Keelty is going to tell me and you 
that I, in fact, told him. He's going to tell it back to me. And um, it's because he enjoyed it so much. It's a story from my youth when I was um, in a show in London and did something wrong. And he always enjoys it and he always brings it up. And I suppose he would refer to it as, don't do the turn. And he still says it to me to this day. Now, this was a while. I think this was during the pandemic, this this recording. I, I don't think he was here in the studio with me. I think it was down the line by listening to the, the quality of it. And I should mention at this point that that's the reason that the quality of this episode, uh, audio-wise, is you know fluctuates a little bit because some of the recordings were not done in person. But anyway, John, still to this day when we work together, mentions don't do the turn. He just loves it. And my only advice to you is don't do the turn unless you really want to get in trouble. John Keelty. So you you were the titular role, and there was a, a, a there was an important point in the musical where the you know the artful dodger and the the kids were were bringing you into their gang. Mm-hmm. And what's the song? I can't remember. Consider it yourself. Was, no, it was "Be Back Soon." Was actually the song oh, that this took place in. And be back soon. That's, That's the one. And you're copying a routine. And at one stage, the artful dodger does a turn, and Oliver's watching him and and doesn't do the turn. And then one day, you were having a lot of fun, and you just decided, you know what? What the heck? In this particular performance, Oliver is going to know and do the turn. And you just did it, and you thought, "Wow, that was great." And you went back yep. to the dressing room to be met by a very angry choreographer. Yep. Who said? come in and you came in and he, he shut the door he was very quiet he just turned around and he looked at you and he said did you do the turn i said yeah yeah i did the turn i just thought he said why did you do the turn i just i just thought i don't know I just, no 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 da, 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 da. you don't do the turn <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. close your mouth no 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 no, no. Uh, I, actually I saw there was something on facebook recently and I, I said something like that I, I saw your family say something about you and i went so something about Oliver and I said he did the turn and no one commented and I thought they must just No, they really... don't know. <laughs> they must just not understand what that, that means. Happened. Remember I did it for years, so it was like all these little things, but I do tell the stories occasionally, you know, why did you do the turn? One time someone said to me, If Cameron had been in tonight, you would have been sent home. <laughs> That's how bad your focus was. This was a this was a harsh training ground, but these are lessons that never leave you. Like you don't drop you, you you're 100% all the time because you can't afford to let go yeah i know and I, I, to be fair i've never se- you've never done the turn since i've never i've never seen it no no my stomach's done the turn a couple of times but that's <laughs> that's just when i see you coming into the room <laughs> but that's a true story it was the resident director why did you do the turn um, and he was angry you know cool. but these are you never forget that stuff well, I mean, these big musicals, by the time they've run for years and years and years, they're, they're, they're really directed by numbers. So, I mean, I've never yeah, done one of machine. them, but, but I imagine you, you go in and you think, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z with this line. And they go, no, nah, no, nah, you, you just walk over there and say it like this. Give or take, yeah, yeah. I mean, I never got that with intonation, but um, the only people that were allowed to make any changes were the big stars that came in, you know. Who did you work with? Um, when I first started out, Jonathan Price was playing Fagin. Wow! And he had a whole version of it that he had been doing for years because he originated it in that production and then when he left uh jim dale came in jim dale of um he was in like a lot of carry-on films so he was i mean he'd be be a good age now yeah he was in the original pete's dragon as well oh wow um and he we rehearsed with him when he was changing in because he had a whole bunch of other stuff that he wanted to do with it so he got to make changes and then we had to work around it and then robert Lindsay did it for a while Amazing. Barry Humphreys. I thought Barry Hunter. <laughs> Barry Hunter. 
<laughs> he took over from Jim Dale. <laughs> yeah, great figure. Yeah, he would actually. Uh, but yeah, as, as each one of them came in, they had little changes that they made, but no one else made changes. And certainly not us. Certainly don't do the turn. John Keelty there. Now, what would be the point of having a fun, light-hearted, joyful episode and not including the amazing Julie Wilson Nemo? We have to have something from Julie. Her sheer uh, enthusiasm for what she does and in this clip, her joy of theatre, particularly and being in front of an audience, I find infectious and it speaks to exactly my feeling about these things as well because I'm just mad for, as you know, I'm a theatre animal and she admits that she's the same. So let's hear a wee bit from Julie Wilson Nimmo about about all the fun of being on the stage and doing your thing. Our final year play was Animal and um, we were all monkeys mm-hmm. and um, I remember the uh, people in the year were cracking up like, agents are going to come and see this and we're playing monkeys and I was like, I'm loving my life, this is... <laughs> Best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, like I loved it, Brian. I loved. It. I mean, we had mud in places in our bodies for months afterwards. I'll not go into that, but it was just. <laughs> I just loved. I loved it. It was a big set, and we're all jumping about, and so things like that. I just go. Do you know what? That's a riot, and and I'll always have that. So yeah. Yeah. But do you think that that you talk about that company thing and being in the group and stuff? Do you think that lends itself more to a theatre? environment are you a theatre animal or do you get the same from telly i'm a massive theatre animal like i genuinely i love filming don't get me wrong and i've been so so lucky in my career to to be on so many sets and be involved in so many things but mm. if i die on a stage i'll be happy i'll just yeah. be happy i've i've since i was a little girl um that's i mean even the smell of theatre i'm really missing that and these these times like being in the theatre watching the theatre as well and, and you'll be the same yeah. and so many people that listen to this it's like an ache it's so i hate it but if i'm in a theatre i'm happy as anything it's my happy place i just love it i love everything about it um the smell yeah. of it backstage everything i just oh god i love it so much um but i love filming too and, and you have to learn a different um, discipline um, when you go on a set and stuff like that, that can be quite daunting a bit scary but you pick it up but in saying yeah. that we've just finished on Scott Squad 6 um, yeah. and me and my partner your great friend as well Louise McCarthy the amazing yeah. Louise McCarthy and so I get that feeling when I'm with her and on that set because I know all the crew so well and but it's a different camaraderie to the theatre I think the theatres do or die whereas You've always got the backup of another take. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that is totally different. Yeah, and you don't get the buzz, Brian. Like you don't get the. Have you done filming, Brian? Sorry, I'm just very little, but a bit. Yeah. Do you know what? I was in Scotland. Of course, what cut. I'm talking about. So you got cut. <laughs> I got cut. Yeah. Dirty lousy. Bastards. You're kidding on. Yeah, it was too good. <laughs> they said, "Look, we can't show the others up like this. It's not. This fair. is what it yeah. is. All the regulars you know, like that. God." But did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. And I was working with Sally and Jordan. Oh, I mean, it was great. Legends. But I know what you mean. It's a, it is a different buzz and it's kind of, um, it's a subdued kind of a buzz. Mm-hmm. It, the theatre has a real, like, live spark to it that I don't think you get there. Yeah. It, but again, it's different, isn't it? But you know what as well? Like, genuinely, it, this is this is bizarre. I sound like a real hippie and I really don't mean to. People are like, God, she's a hippie. But I feel like the other day, and it's not happened to me for a long time, but when we're filming something and I actually was like, oh my God, I've not had that for years. Like the camera felt like the audience. 
-hmm. And sometimes you can lose yourself in a lot of stuff me and Louise do, we have to do just off camera to our director. So he'll be standing there. So we kind of have to look like we're talking to him. And it was so dark, this place we were filming, it was almost like a theatre. And I said to Louise, I, she said, you were really re- relaxed there. And I started to really relax. And do you know what I did, Brian? I carried on, I was on stage. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And it just gave me that wee buzz in my belly that I needed. And I went, that's better. And it, I wasn't getting whatever we were saying. And it was a lot of lines about the police. Not that I'd switched off, but I was a bit like, oh, it's just this thing happening. And then I mm-hmm. started to go, oh, imagine I was... <laughs> I've been doing that since I was about two. Imagine I was on the stage and then this was this bit and then I see this before. Oh, and I loved it. And see, for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the shooting day, I just I just loved it. I was like, I need to remember that. And I can lose myself in the camera stuck up your nose or when you're doing a scene and it's really near you sometimes. And I've heard other actors saying it and, and I've went, I've not had that. Like, you have to make friends with it and you have to let it love your weirdy wee face and you have to... And I've yeah. started to do that the last few things I've filmed, but I definitely got that the other day and I went, oh, maybe I've had to wait till I'm 48 to get that. <laughs> That's the closest you've been to the mic yet. 48. The pure joy that is Julie Wilson Nimmo. And now, to finish up, I'd like to hear from Michelle Gallagher on, on youth theatre and bit parts. And I suppose it's about stealing the show, isn't it? Or trying to, promising you won't, but really trying to. And that's what it's like when you're when you're young and you're, you know, you love to perform. You want to you want to be on stage for as long as you can. You want to make as much of it as you can. You've no idea, of course, about subtlety, about um, you know, gradual eking it out of 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 um, what's the word? I don't know. I'm thinking of words, but. Subtlety is the best word I can think of at the moment. The kind of um, the art of it all. You just think broad brush strokes. Get out there, make as much noise and make as much of a scene as you possibly can. And I think we talked a little bit about this and about being in youth theatre and about what that's like and how it's your whole life. Um, you're just trying to get through school so you can get back and go to go to the theatre. And that's what I was like, and it's what Michelle was like. She talks here about about that and about I suppose trying to steal the show. So let's hear in our final clip from Michelle Gallagher. It was our life. We lived and breathed yeah. youth theatre. Stephen Ritchie and Emma Hagen were there. Stephen Ray is his performance name. You may know oh, yeah. Stephen. And um, we just, we lived and breathed it. And we're, that's we're all what still it's friends. like. You're yeah. just like, you, you know, you go to school just to get that out of the way and then you go to where you really come alive. Totally. That's and where we, life is. George, it was a school's youth theatre, so you left after sixth year. We loved right. it so much. Johnny was studying law and I was doing an NC and we went to them and we were like, please, can we just come back, please? <laughs> and Emma and Stephen were a year younger and so was Judith Williams, Judith, so they were still there and we were only allowed to go back if we agreed that we wouldn't get main parts in the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Johnny were like, okay, just to be in the rooms enough. Oh, so you were sort of in the chorus and just hanging out? Listen, we still shone. We made of sure we were at the front of a few dance. the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was West Side Story and um, right. I had one line but I mean I milked it and I think my line was Johnny quotes it to me all the time I think it was, he was a jet we were both jets mm-hmm. and um, I think it was ooh ooh oobly ooh and you can punctuate it I think that was my line <laughs> that's all you need though it's been said <laughs> do you know what I did a I did a similar thing I stayed around at stage school I went to Gamta before it was Gamta uh-huh. and uh, 
stuck around when I was sort of doing my exams and not really doing big things with them, but just wanted to be there. And I got cast as the the milkman slash doctor gynecologist, all the sort of bit parts in Blood Brothers, which oh, right. I think in the tour or whatever is one person, but me and my pal Andy got to split the kind of the bit parts, you know, track. And uh, uh-huh. it was like the postie, the milkman, and they had all one line each, but they were good lines. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Talk about milking it, we stole it. Or at oh, least we thought you. we did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got to do that, you know. Oh God, make the most of it. Especially yeah. when you're that age, like every letter of every word counts. <laughs> oh, totally. You're just going through counting your lines. Many yeah. got, many he got. <laughs> or going through when's your next line. Nothing. Bullshit, bullshit, my line. <laughs> so, So there you have it. A wee April Fool's episode, uh, a few fun clips, a bit of a laugh and some lightness to add to your life because it can be heavy. I'm finding that, you know, the, the, the news cycle, of course, is very heavy at the moment and that's not to make it about me, of course, but um, life is life is heavy out there and sometimes I think that part of the job, um, part of my job is to bring some relief and to bring some joy and that's why I love comedy and um, of course it can it can speak to big issues and important stuff too um, but it is nice I certainly when I'm looking for respite it's the podcast app that I go to I don't go to the podcast app for news it's so much for information um, to to research although you can for me that's an app that I open when I want to have a rest or a break or just some enjoyment, something nice to listen to. So I hope that this has brought some respite for you and um, that you've enjoyed it. And I'll bring you a normal, if you like, episode next week. I've got a lovely interview that I'm just about to do for next week's episode that I'm dead excited about sharing with you. Someone I've wanted to have on the show for ages and I'm looking forward to bringing it to you. But in the meantime, that's just about it from me. Remember that you can follow us on social media. It's PitCCPod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow Putting It Together on Facebook. And if you would like to contribute to the show financially, you can do that, and it's very easy. You go to the website, puttingittogethercast.com, click on the yellow donate button, and you can give a small or large amount in one-off or regular payments. Anything like that is much appreciated because it helps with the running costs of the show and we do have running costs they're small but they are there and we do run at a loss so any help is appreciated remember putting it together cast.com click on the yellow donate button so until next week when i bring you a new episode i'll just say what i always say cheerio now